story that I heard of these two geese and a frog. Everybody say two geese and a frog. All right, cool. There's these two geese and a frog, and basically what had happened was they was up north, and you know it gets cold up north. I know we don't know nothing about that because as soon as it hits 60-something degrees, we put on jackets and Tims. But it was cold up there, right? And so these two, th this frog was like, hey, y'all geese finna head down south. I'm trying to go chill with y'all or warm up with y'all because they're trying to get away from the cold. I'm trying to be with y'all, and so let me get going. But the geese looked at the frog and said, bro, but you can't fly. So how are you going to fly down south if you can't fly? All you can do is jump everywhere and annoy people. You, can, you, you can't fly nowhere. And so the frog said, hey, I got an idea. How about y'all both put this stick inside your mouth and y'all's beaks, and I'm going to bite onto it as well, and I'll just fly with y'all. They said, all right, sounds good. So they started flying, and everything was going good. They ended up flying over this farmer's house. And while they were flying over this farmer's house, this farmer was like, yo, that's crazy. It's two geese and a frog. I wonder who thought of that idea to help them go. And the frog looked down at the farmer and said, it was my idea. And ended up falling because, mind you, he was biting onto the stick. And as soon as he opened up his mouth, he fell. That frog wanted all the credit. He, he, he wanted everybody to know that it was him that made it happen. You and I might, we might call that kind of a person a prideful person. Somebody who wants all the credit, who wants all the notoriety, who wants everyone to know all of their accomplishments. Let me ask you, have you ever been prideful before? You ever been prideful? Maybe somebody's told you stop being prideful or stop being selfish. I, I've been told that. It, to be prideful, it's, it's, I, I'm bragging. I'm always bragging about myself. or I'm very cocky. I'm, I'm all on an ego trip. I'm narcissistic. I'm, I'm all about me, and I'm wrapped up in myself. And if it doesn't benefit me, if it doesn't help me get to the next level or get that next thing that I want, then I don't care. I don't want to be a part of it because a prideful person is only worried about themselves. Prideful. And if we're going to be honest... Me and you, we've all been prideful before in my life. Turn the person sitting next to you and say, I confess, I've been prideful. Now turn to the, your second choice, the person you didn't look at the first time, and say, I'm going to confess, I know you've been prideful. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, we have all, we have all been prideful before in our life. And here's the thing, the problem is no one likes you when you're prideful. And no one likes me when I'm prideful. Man, when my pride starts kicking and then it starts raising up, Pastor Liz is real quick to tell me, Kelly, you better tighten up. And she be doing them eyes, you better tighten up. I'm like, man, what's going on? Because she just does not like me when I get prideful. And I, I grew up playing sports. You ever played a sport before? I grew up playing sports, and I could not stand it when you had somebody on the team that was all about themselves and wasn't about the full team. Now, I was that guy sometimes. I ain't being perfect, far from it, but, but people don't like it when I'm prideful. People don't like it when you're prideful. And there's an even bigger problem than that, and that's this. God don't like me when I'm being prideful. It's one thing for people not to like me. Like there, There's probably a long list of people who don't like me. I don't, why'd you say right? Look, that was the wrong time to amen. We need to have a conversation. Dang, we, you ought to be holding something in. Like, look, there, 
then I guarantee you that there's a list of people. Now, I know it's hard to believe because I look like I do everything perfect, right? Hey, y'all could have cut me some kind of slack. No, I'm, I'm far, far from it, far from it. But, but God don't like me when I'm being prideful. He don't like it when you're prideful either. He says, says it right here in Psalm chapter 10, verse 4, where the Bible says, In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. Talking about God. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. Which means this, if I'm being prideful, I'm all about myself. I'm all about gaining notoriety for me. I'm all about leveling up me, and I don't worry anything about God. I don't ask what's his opinion on this situation or, or what does he have to say about how I live my life. I'm not worried about his opinion. I just want to do with what feels good to me. And that's what I live my life by. See, the problem with pride is pride is a perspective problem. It, I, I'm more focused on me than I am of others. I'm more, I'm more focused on me than I am of God. I'm more focused on me than I am my family or my friends or contributing to the people who contribute back to me. I, I'm more focused on me. My perspective is fully on me. It's like all my life, all I'm doing is looking in the mirror. And if I don't see me, then I change directions of my life just to refine me. Thinking that literally the world spins on an axis around me. Everybody should adjust their schedule for my schedule. You should adjust the Thanksgiving meal because I don't like that, so I'm going to need you to make something else. You, you should adjust your Friday night plans because I know you committed to hanging out with them, but not nah, I asked you, so do things that I want. That's being, being prideful is all about it. And, and God can't bless me like he wants to when I'm being prideful because God, God literally cannot stand pride. Say, God can't stand pride. The Bible actually says that the root of all evil, the root of all sin, the base level of it, if you were to take, strip everything away from it, and what is the thing that's making it grow of all sin, of all evil, is pride. Pride is something that you and I deal with. If you don't think you've ever been prideful, that's probably you being prideful. Uh, if, if you've realized that you've been prideful before, then you're probably understanding that you're probably going to get prideful again at some point in time because we're, we're not perfect. We deal with this thing of pride, but it's the root of all of our problems in life has to do with pride, everything. There's this guy in the Bible uh, his name is Lucifer. Uh, you might know him as the devil. Before he was the devil, he was actually an angel. The devil was an angel. And he was actually the, the worship leader of heaven. The Bible in, in Exodus chapter 28 gives, uh, gives you a visual perspective of what he looked like. But basically, the Bible says that there was pipes that were protruding from his body. That every time he took a step and the wind would blow from him, he would have this beautiful music that would come from him. He was literally a walking band, sounded better than anything you've ever heard before. It was amazing 
what he did. This was his job to be the worship leader of heaven. His name, Lucifer, literally means day star. He was the star, day, something bright that could be looked at. But the problem with Lucifer is that he bought into his own image, and he had so much pride built on the inside of him that he, he thought he could actually overthrow God. He thought that he could get so many people around him because he was getting all the praise of people. People kept telling him how good he looked. People kept telling him how good he sounded. He thought that he could actually overthrow God. And then in Luke chapter 10, Jesus talks about this, and he says, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Y'all ever tried to, like, take a picture of lightning? It's really fast, isn't it? And like you, you gotta be moving real quick because it just, it just happens. There, there ain't no warning, ain't no nothing. That thing just comes out of nowhere. That's basically what happened. God kicked Satan out of, the, uh, out of heaven so fast. He didn't give him no 30-day eviction notice. He ain't send him no email. He ain't call him and say, hey, man, in 15 days, you got to bounce up out of here. He ain't do that. He ain't say, look, you got one more time to not fail this class before I'm going to kick you out. He ain't say nothing like that. He said, yo. I saw you, you trying to overthrow me, bomb, you're done. Why? Because his pride got so big. Mind you, this was an angel, someone who saw God, someone who was the worship leader of heaven, even dealt with pride. If he dealt with pride, who am I to think that I won't have to deal with pride? If an angel had to deal with it, if he had a hard time with it, I know I am too. But the good news is, the good news is that although Lucifer dealt with this thing of pride and got kicked out of heaven because he was the worship leader, the Bible then says that God ended up raising man and woman up from the ground for the sole purpose, your and our purpose in life is to worship God. Many different ways that you and I get the opportunity to do that through our job, through our actions, through our obedience to what he says and how he, how he leads us. But our job is to worship. We literally replaced Lucifer. But God said, the only way that I can keep you to that kind of place, the only way that I can keep you to that kind of a promotion, because pride demotes me, pride gets me replaced, but the only way that I can keep you up, the only way that I can keep giving you the promises that I have for you, the only way that I can continue blessing you in life is if you remove the pride and you bring in humility. Everybody say humility. Humility, being humble, being Humble, this idea of being humble, you know, there's a great theologian. You have heard him, you've read him, you've seen pictures of him. It's, it's theologian Kendrick Lamar. He said, sit down and be humble. Sit down and be humble. It's kind of hard to be humble, ain't it? Let me ask that again. It's kind of hard to be humble, ain't it? It, it, is, it can be difficult. It can be difficult. I have all the, I, I don't mean any, any, any malice. I don't, I don't mean anything mean to happen to nobody. I don't, I don't mean to be prideful, but it's actually probably my default. And I have to work hard to do this thing of being humble. John, uh, James chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, and he gives, as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. 
God opposes the proud, meaning you in a fight against God, you play that game if you want to. He ain't never lost, but you go ahead and try to beat him up if you want to. He opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And I love the beginning part where it says that he gives grace generously. Everybody say generously. If I was to give you money generously, that means that I give you more than what you need. How many of you want me to give you money generously? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I could either be stingy and just hold it where you, I say, hey, let me get a dollar or let, let, let me hold some. Let me, let me get a couple dollars. And I literally give you $2. Or what if you was to say, hey, let me get a couple dollars, Pastor Caleb, and I threw you a $20 bill. I gave you what you asked for plus more, right? That's what God does in your life and in my life. God says, I give grace generously. I give you more than what you need, more than what you've even asked for as long as you and I stay humble. What's this idea of grace? It's a favor from God that we can't earn. That's what grace is. It's a favor from God. It's a gift from God that we can't earn it, we can't buy it, I can't get good enough grace to get it, I can't do enough community service hours to get it, I can't feed the dog enough to get it, and I can't turn my homework in early enough to get it. It don't make no difference. There ain't no way I can get it except for doing things God's way. And God said, you do things my way, you're going to get my results. I'm going to give you grace generously if you stay humble. Now, let me, let me say this, because I, when, I, when I started looking at this idea of being humble, and I, and I was working on, I've been working on this for many years, and, and as I've been working on this, I had, to, I had to teach myself some things that I never got taught. Because when I heard somebody say, be humble, I thought at some point they were saying, Deny all the gifts that God has given you. If you're going to be somebody that's humble, then you can't be talented in anything. Because if you're talented and if you know that you're talented, then that's you being prideful. I thought that at one point. But that's not what being humble is. I thought at one point being humble was me having a lack, having no desire or ambition, no goals, no, no me setting a mark for me to do something even better because I need to be humble so I don't want to shoot too high because that's about making me better and I don't want to do that. But that's not what being humble is about. And I also used to think that me being humble was me being a doormat for people to just walk all over and me not having a backbone, me, me not being an individual and just letting people do whatever, say whatever to me and me just keeping my mouth shut because I just want to be humble. It's not what being humble is. That's not, that, that's not what it is because the humility starts, being humble, it starts when I realize that all good things come from God. That's when I'm able to be humble because, because if I think that the good things in my life are because of me, that's automatically me being prideful. And I am not that good or that consistent. I'm not, and, and, and neither are you. How many of you have ever gone like a, a, a extended period of time where, man, I, I turned in all my homework early and, and, and I was reading ahead of the class and I had good grades for like the first quarter, first two weeks? The first day. Let's go with that. And then after some point in time, maybe I started to slip off. Or maybe, maybe my, 
I was supposed to do the chores. And I was doing so good at doing the chores before mama, pops, or grandma, my auntie asked me to go do the chores. They didn't have to talk to me about it. I was just knocking that stuff out. But then, as time went on, started sleeping in a little more. And I had a harder time getting up and doing it. The reality is you and I, we're not consistent enough. We're not good enough. We're not great enough in order to be humble, in order to have these amazing things happen to us all the time. And whether you realize it or not, your life is a gift. And there's so many great and amazing things that are happening for you and happening in your life. And every single thing that is good comes from God. Everything comes from God that is good. See, you might get, you might get high on your own. You, you might get a, a promotion on your own with pride, but nowhere near as much as if you humbled yourself to God. You, you, you might be able to make it to level 7 out of 10 on your own, but if you did things with Jesus, he would say there's no ceiling to how high I'm, I'm willing to take you, but you just got to continue to do things my way. And a great example that I love to look at for this idea of someone who was prideful just like I am that started making a switch that was not perfect, but, man, he was super intentional about becoming more humble in his life is this guy named Saul, later called Paul. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament of your Bible, of my Bible. And he, here's the story of Saul. See, Saul, he was this Jewish guy who was brilliant. Everybody say brilliant. brilliant. That one, everybody. Everybody say brilliant. brilliant. He, he was brilliant. He, he was so smart. He, he knew the Torah, he, he, which was the first five books of the Bible. And that's what the Jews would use to be the Word of God. He, he knew that stuff. He, he knew other writings. He, he was a genius kind of a guy had a lot of leadership capacity, was strong, had authority. He, he had it going on, but was killing people in order to teach them about God. And he was killing people who were actually following Jesus, taking them out because he was so prideful that he thought it was his way or the highway, his way or you're dead. You either believe how I believe I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to throw you in prison for something that you didn't even do. And as he kept going, he ended up having this, oh, my God, crazy Jesus, or God encounter where while he was riding on the road to go tear up some more people, God literally blinded him with this light to the point where Saul could not see anything, fell off of his donkey, like, oh, my God, what's going on? Couldn't see nothing, had to get taken care of, just for him to have this aha, eureka kind of a moment of, man, I've been messing up who God is because I've been making God fit what I want rather than me fitting what God wants. I've been making God fit my life and my story rather than me changing my life to do whatever he set up. I've been too prideful. I didn't sit down and be humble. I actually stood up and I was trying to be God. And I was being this thing that was sitting all power, all authority. Everything had to change on my account when, when that wasn't the case. And, and when God showed up in Saul's life, he had this, oh, my God, kind of encounter. Saul then, God ended up, he, he changed his name to Paul, and he started creating all these Christians all around, writing letters to people, literally started devoting his entire life 
to making sure people knew that he's a completely different person. What I used to believe, I don't believe anymore. And how I used to act, that's not how I act anymore. Because what I used to do is what I thought was right. But what I'm doing now is what God says is right. And oftentimes there's a very big difference of what I think is right versus what God says is right. Kept going. Saul was prideful, but Paul, he was humble. He, he, he was a guy who submitted himself to Jesus, he, he, to God. He, he was a guy who changed his entire life in order to make sure that God got set up in front of people rather than making sure that it was about himself. Because of a Jesus encounter, because of a crazy God encounter, Saul got changed to Paul. See, that name change, that status change, and his mindset change led to a complete life change. Because he went from this prideful person to somebody who said, listen, I'm not going to get it right every time, but I'm going to try to be humble. How do I start being humble? I, number one, realize all good things in life come from God, not from me. Because even on my bad days, I still have good things that happen to me. How can that happen? It's because of God. Because he never stops being good. No matter what my limitations are, he has absolutely none. See, he... Paul, he, he grew higher in influence than ever before. He, he had a whole crew rolling with him as he was killing Christians. But then the people that started listening to him and, and following his instructions afterwards, it's a crazy difference, multiplied thousands of people that started following him after. And he had a following before, but he has so much more of a following now to the point where you or I, if you read your Bible, if you read out of the New Testament, two-thirds of the New Testament is from Paul. You and I, to this day, are still being influenced because he decided, he said, I'm going to stop being this prideful person and I'm going to work on humility. Thousands of years later, we're still talking about him. Jesus, if you, if, if you take into account Jesus... You take it to the corporate world or you take it to businesses and you want to do team trainings. There's a, they talk about Jesus, not from a religious standpoint, from a humanitarian standpoint, because nobody can deny how humble Jesus was and how effective of a leader he was. That because he was humble, more people followed him. Because he was humble, he made a bigger difference. Because he was humble, he got more influence and more opportunities to do things in life. The same thing happens for you and happens for me. You want a promotion in your job? Be humble at work. You want your friends to like you more? Stop being prideful talking about you. Be humble and care about what others care about. You want your family dynamic to change? Stop being so prideful and thinking that your way is the only way and start being humble. And start realizing that God loves you as much as God loves them. In the same way that God gave you an opinion that is brilliant and it's a great idea, God gives other people great ideas as well. If he could do it for you, he could do it for me. How do I be humble? I just start acknowledging that every good thing comes from God. So I need to sit down, get off of my high horse of pride, get off of thinking that I know everything, 
Get off of thinking that my parents don't know what they're talking about. Get off of thinking that nobody understands me because I'm the first person to ever go through this. Get off of that. Humble ourselves and allow God to help you, to set you up in life and to take you places that you could never go, that I could never go if all I did was rely on the strength of my pride. Because at some point, that's going to fall. Everybody stand to your feet. James chapter 4 verse 10 says this, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Here's why I love that. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. If he's the one that lifts me up, that means that he's the one that keeps me up. You ever heard the phrase, um, however you got him, you got to keep doing to keep him? No? Okay. Put it this way. Um, if you had to compromise what a date was for you to go out with that person, if you had to lower your standards, set aside your convictions, and do things that you know you shouldn't be doing but you did anyway just to get with that person, just so you could go on a date with them, Whatever you did to get that person to go on a date with you is what you have to do to keep that person around you. Because the moment that you stop putting out, they leave. Whatever I did to get a job, if I started everything out and I was working 80 hours a week and oh my God, this is amazing, and then they hired me, they're gonna keep expecting me to work 80 hours a week. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't finna work no 80 hours a week, why? I just don't have it in me. Whatever it does, I'm going to get tired at some point. I, I can't keep that pace of life going. I, I get moody. There's times where I'm on a high hill and life is going great. And then there's times where life sucks. Where I can almost cry myself to sleep because I'm aggravated or I'm mad or I'm just sad about life and what's going on. And God says, even in those moments, I'm still as strong as if I was on the mountaintop. That's why I put my faith and I put my trust in you. So when I humble myself, I'm not going to be living life going through this where some days I'm great and some days I'm bad and some days I'm great, some days I'm bad. I'm not going to go through that. I'm going to be able to go through life understanding that there's going to be things that are going to happen to me that I'm not going to be happy about, I'm not going to be proud of, and there might be some people who do some harm to me that's not going to make me happy. And that's not God, but God can still step into a situation and say, although this has happened and yes your emotions are real your emotions don't have to be your final product I can continue to live I can continue to take you places if you let me but I can't do that unless you do growing up played football wasn't good but I played it Marlon I'm sorry I played for LCS and while I was playing while I was playing for LCS our senior year, we tried to get the coach to put our names on the back of our jerseys because we just thought that would be dope. This is literally my high school jersey. I think my coaches know I have it. Uh, that, we, we tried to get them to put our names on the back of our jerseys. And our coach at the time, he, he said, uh, they called me CT in high school. He said, hey, CT, why don't you flip that jersey around? I said, okay. He said, what name does it have on the front? 
He said, Vikings? He said, why does it say Vikings? He said, because I said, because that's our football team. Like, that's who we are. We're the Lakeland Christian Vikings. He said, exactly. The team that you're a part is more important than the name that you carry on your back. The name of being a Christ follower, the name of being connected to Jesus, the name of being somebody who loves Jesus and who, who's on his team, who's on his side, is more important than the pride of me making sure that everybody knows how great I am, even though I mess up. Than the pride of everybody knowing that I never make a mistake, even though social media only shows 1% of my life. I'm doing this for the team of Jesus, not for the, not for the team of Caleb. And so I think it's just time. I know for me, I know for me, I, I need this message. For me, there's some things in some areas that I need to sit down, put God in his right place. Understand that I'm not God, so I need to stop trying to be God. Stop trying to think that I'm good and that everything that I do is good because the fact is that I'm broken and I mess up. I need to sit down and I need to be humble. I need to get rid of this pride and I need to understand that everything good that I have in my life is because of God and because it's from God, as long as I humble myself, the good stuff, it ain't gonna stop. It's gonna continue rolling through. Let's pray. God, we love you so much. So grateful uh, that, that you're a generous God and, and you're generous with grace, yes, but you're, you're generous with joy. You're generous with peace. You're, you're generous with everything that you give us in life. And I pray that you help us all in this room. This, this idea of pride, God, help us out with that. We're, we're, we, we mean well. We're, we're, we're trying, obviously not perfect, but we're trying to get rid of this thing of idolizing ourselves and, and putting you in the rightful place. We're going to sit down and stop trying to be the God of our own lives, put you back right in your rightful place, and then it's going to be humble. We're going to get rid of the pride and understand that everything good that happens in life is because of you and because it's from you. The Bible says that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and because you've been good to us in the past and you're good to us right now in the present, we know for a fact you're going to be good to us in the future. Jesus, we love you. We praise you and we thank you. Thank you for challenging us to be better. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.